guys, it's Carly, your host for the Fit to Be Faithful podcast, and it is Faith Wednesday. Um, so it's been a while, and I apologize, but we are back. We are back and better than ever. Not really, but you know, we're moving. We're working. We're getting stuff done. So we're going to start back. We already did Esther 1. We're going to start back with Esther 2. Um, still mentally, I feel like I am not grasping Esther. Um, a lot of people talk highly of it and maybe it's just because I'm still in like the intro phase or like where everything starts, but like part of me is just like, I don't, I don't get it, which honestly, that's me the first time around I read any book of the Bible. Um, so I have to read it a few times to like actually grasp it. So that's okay. I'm not upset at myself. I don't feel behind. This is just where I am in this reading. So without further ado, let's get into it. I wanted to let y'all know that if you are new here, welcome. But also, I will be reading out of the New International Version because that is the version I prefer. If you prefer another version or are reading out of another version, um, it might be a little different and that's okay. Stick with the version that resonates with you. But let's get into it. Esther 2. Esther made queen. Later, when King Xerxes' fury had subsided, he remembered Vashti. Vashti, Vashti, um, anyways, <laughs> and what she had done and what he had decreed about her. Then the king's personal attendants proposed, let a search be made for beautiful young virgins for the king. Let the king appoint commissioners in every province of his realm to bring all these beautiful young women into the harem at the citadel of Susa. Let them be placed under the care of Haggai, the king's eunuch, who is in charge of the women, and let beauty treatments be given to them. Then let the young woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. This advice appealed to the king, and he followed it. Now there was a citadel in Susa, a Jew of the tribe of Benjamin named Mordecai, son of Jer, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish. Whew, goodness who had been carried into exile from Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, among those taken captive with Jehoiasin, king of Judah. Mordecai had a cousin named Hadassah, whom he had brought up because she had neither father nor mother. This young woman, who was also known as Esther, had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Mordecai had taken her as his own daughter when her father and mother died. When the king's orders and edict had been proclaimed, many young women were brought to the citadel of Susa and put under the care of Haggai. Esther was also taken to the king's palace and entrusted to Haggai, who had charge of the harem. She pleased him and won his favor. Immediately, he provided her with beauty treatments and special food. He assigned her seven female attendants selected from the king's palace and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the harem. Esther had not revealed her nationality and family background because Mordecai had forbidden her to do so. Every day, he walked back and forth near the courtyard of the harem to find out how Esther was and what was happening to her. 
Before a young woman's turn came to go to King Xerxes, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments prescribed for the woman, six months with oils of myrrh and six with perfumes and cosmetics. And this is how she would go to the king. Anything she wanted was given to her to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. In the evening, she would go there, and in the morning, she would return to another part of the harem to the care of Shashka's the king's eunuch who was in charge of the concubines. She would not return to the king unless he was pleased with her and summoned her by name. When the turn came for Esther, the young woman Mordecai had adopted the daughter of his uncle Abihail uh, to go to the king. She asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of the harem, suggested. And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. She was taken to the king Xerxes, in the royal residence in the tenth month, in the month of Tibet, in the seventh year of his reign. Now the king was attracted to Esther more than any of the other women, and she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti, and the king gave a great banquet, Esther's banquet for all his nobles and officials. He proclaimed a holiday throughout the provinces, and distributed gifts with royal liberality. Mordecai undercovers a cons- uncovers a conspiracy. Um, when the virgins were assembled a second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, but Esther had kept secret her family background and nationality just as Mordecai had told her to do so, for she continued to follow Mordecai's instructions as she had done when he was bringing her up. During the time Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bithana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who had guarded the doorway, became angry and conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. But Mordecai found out about the plot and told Queen Esther, who in turn reported it to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. And, th- and when the report was investigated and found to be true, the two officials were impaled on poles. All this was recovered in was recorded in the book of the annals the present in the presence of the king that was a little a little aggressive at the end impaled on poles why did i think of olaf when i read that i've been impaled okay anyway like i said not all of this is like i'm not grasping all of this and also i apologize for any stuttering or um, mispronunciations of any of the words or names in here. I am still learning. Please bear with me. Be patient. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I did do some research and studies, and I got this little short um, synopsis. So I got Esther rising to become queen of Persia demonstrates how God can work in mysterious ways to put us right where we need to be so esther was not of persia right um what was it uh mordecai forbidden her to talk about her nationality and family background because 
her nationality was frowned upon in Persia and that would prevent her from becoming queen. And I don't think Mordecai's reason was so that she would become queen, but it was more so just to protect her and her well-being. Um, and she respected that. She followed that. And even though, um, even despite her nationality um, from Jerusalem, God still put her in position to be queen of Persia. That's crazy. Like, God put her in a position that she wasn't even meant to be in if it was for her nationality. So, guys, if you're going through something and you're like, I am not cut out to be here. I am not supposed to be here. But you're still in that position. Guys, God puts you there. It's not always easy. It's not always fun. It's not always where you think you're supposed to be. But God put you in your situation for a reason. Or he's leading you through a situation for a purpose. Um, I also have Esther was brave. She held her own. Um, like I said, like her nationality was not accepted in Persia. And no one knew. But it goes to show how God's power, how powerful God is and God's powerful ways and what he does to make the plan work out in his favor for our good like I said guys if you're struggling with something if you're going through something there's a purpose for it there's a plan for it there's a plan for you do not be dismayed do not be discouraged okay um but yeah I know it was short but that's all I have today um, if you have any comments, concerns, recommendations, please let me know. Um, as always, the my Instagram and YouTube will be linked in the episode notes below. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And I can't wait to see you in the next one. And remember, you are fit to be faithful.